Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 33 of Walk On Radio. Humph, tell me what's going on. Dalton, you know, we're on a bye week, Sam Houston State. We're coming off a, coming off a big win against Lamar last week, uh, and the FCS is heating up. It's kind of it's getting to that time of year where we start talking a lot about playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs, Dalton. But it's that time of year. Uh, things are looking good for the Bearcats and the Southern Conference. There's a lot of interesting stuff. We'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, around the nation, there's there's definitely been some changes this last weekend. Yeah, Sam Houston has a really good game coming up next week. But, of course, we start off with Sam Houston State football. So, Humph, talk to the people about the game against Lamar. We said uh, may have been a little bit easier than Nichols, but a, still a tough team. But Sam Houston gets the win, sixty-two to seven. Man, offense is looking really good. Tell them about the game. Well, sixty-two to seven. You know that that's a big win, no matter who you play. Uh, you know, you and I talked about that. You know, it'd be it'd be normal uh, for us to come out kind of flat uh, against Lamar, a team that that we felt wasn't wasn't as good as Sam Houston. You know, after a big win, a big ranked win over Nichols, it wouldn't be a, a shock to come out flat against Lamar. And you know, I'm not going to sit here and say we played great. Uh, I thought that there was some stuff that we could have cleaned up on the offensive side of the ball, especially. But, you know, we're scoring a lot of points. And, and you know, our defense, they, they, they played lights out uh, against Lamar. You know, Lamar runs a little bit of the triple option, so that can give some teams some fits. But that didn't. That was not the case this last weekend against the Bearcats. And another thing too, you know, you talk about offense, you talk about defense. Special teams. Special teams. I know you're the big special teams guy for the team. We got ourselves a punt return touchdown. Dequez Ezard, Eric Smith, we're looking really good. So uh, we talked about Sam Houston. Now talk to me about the rankings. Did anything change? Any updates? And uh, how do you feel about the top five? Maybe even the top ten. Well, you know, we, last week we came into uh, the Lamar game ranked seven. Uh, there were some ranked games ahead of us that we were. We were, you know, we were prepared for a, a little bit of a bump if we could get a solid win, and, and that's exactly what happened. Sam Houston State is now number five in the stats perform FCS top twenty-five, and in the coaches poll, and that's, you know, if you don't know what the coaches poll is, that's basically, you know, they send out a ballot to all of the FCS coaches in the country, and they fill it out and turn it in, and that's, you know, they come up with a ranking, and Sam Houston State is number four in that, so. I mean, that's that's awesome, Dalton. That's that's pretty high up there. Yeah, well, offense looks really good. We're moving up the rankings. A lot of people are saying we have the best offense in FCS football right now. And the cool thing about us, too, is we have a really good defense. Our defense is just as good as our offense. Now, Humph, we talked about last uh, week with Eric Schmidt, maybe being Walter Payton award watch list. Does this game move him up any higher? Is he still kind of that third, fourth range? Or would you say he's a top dog right now? Well, uh, you know, I, it's, it's early in the season it, to call him the top dog. But last weekend he, he ran for four touchdowns and, and threw two more. And so the, the stats are there. And I think if you watch him, you, you can see that he's as, he's as dynamic as it gets. You know, I know a lot of people talk about Eric Berrier in uh, Eastern Washington. The dude's a stud. But, you know, I, to me, and you know how I feel. We've talked about this before with the MVP, with the Heisman, all that. It's, it's somewhat of a team award, Dalton. It just is. I mean, you can just go back and look. But same Houston State, we're, we're, we're top five right now. And I think, if, I think if we can keep that going, it puts Eric um, in the conversation, you know, as one of the, the top contenders for the award. But, but Dalton, I want to I throw this out there. Jaquez Ezzard, is he, mm. is he in the conversation for the Walter Payton? I mean, he I, has to be, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you and I both know we see it every day, but the dude's a freak. Uh, I mean, pretty much every time he touches the ball, he has a chance to score. And I don't know, I don't know if you, uh, if you guys saw the catch that he made uh, this this past this past game, but one of the best you'll ever see. I, I mean, pass interference, jumps over two guys, ball gets tipped around like a volleyball game, and Jaquez Ezzard comes up with a catch. Yeah, he definitely is a freak. Humph, let me ask you this: you you play receiver, and you kind of been around this group of guys. So how would you compare him to the Davion Davis and Nathan Stewart? They were both really good athletes. Then Jaquez Ezzard comes in just as good. Who do you? Who is he similar to? Is he better than both of them? How would you rank him uh, out of the three? Well, I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not don't want to bash those guys at all because I did play with them and and they were incredible, exceptional players. Davion Davis, he had some time in the NFL with the Vikings, so that that says a lot about him and and what type of player he is. But man, when I when I look at Jaquez playing, when I watch when I watch him play. He, he reminds me of both. You know, he's got Nate's vertical speed. He's got Davion's athleticisms, but but his ball skills, just what he's able to do 
with the ball in his hands and going up to get it, contested catches, things of that nature. I really think that he might be the best of the all, of all three. Yeah, he makes everything look easy. It's really crazy. During uh, fall camp and, and spring ball, we would do one-on-ones against the corners, and you know we have Zion and Tristan, two people that are really good and being looked at by NFL scouts, and Jaquez would just smoke him. He made everything look easy. He's just a freak athlete, and I'm really glad we got him on our team. Sam Houston is looking really good. We have a big game coming up. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to discuss that later. We have a pick for the Southland. That's going to be very important. But, Humph, another question for you. If the season ended right now and playoffs started right now, who are your top four teams in FCS football? So who, who would I seed? You know, this, this season they're doing – it's a 16-team playoff field instead of the regular 24 uh, where they would – do eight national seeds and you know those teams would host a playoff game this year they're going to do four so you asking me who i would have as my top four seeds if the season ended today yeah okay well first off you 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 know how i feel about james madison so james madison will not be in my top four no way they they do not have the resume the only thing they've got going for them is that their name is james madison you know what i mean so in no particular order i'm going to do it this way i'm going to go the winner of the Missouri Valley, okay, and and I think next week we've got we we won't talk about it this week because it is next week's game. But you've got South Dakota State versus North Dakota State. That is Ooh, a, a huge game, and I think the winner of that is going to lock up a national seed. Um, you know, I don't think they have a great schedule, but uh, I'll throw I'll throw Weber State in there. Okay, so that's two. Um, I'm going to throw Sam Houston State in there. Uh, I think I think if Sam Houston State runs the table, goes six and zero here, I think that they're going to going to get a national seed. And then that fourth spot is tricky. You know, you can there's a couple different ways you can do it. You can you know you could say okay, whoever gets second in the Missouri Valley Conference deserves the deserves that last spot, or you know maybe a Jacksonville State. I've seen Sam Herder talk about them getting a national seed. You know they had an FBS win in the fall. Fall wins do count towards playoff resumes. Uh, but the only problem I have with Jacksonville State is they have no ranked wins this spring, and I don't I don't love that uh, for a resume. But you know if they keep winning, they keep winning. Um, I will probably give it to James Madison just off their name. So if I had to. If I had to say my top four seeds right now, I'd go Missouri Valley Conference winner. Okay, I'm not gonna, I won't name one because that could be North Dakota, South Dakota State, or North Dakota State. But I'll go the winner of the Missouri Valley, uh, Weber State, Sam Houston, and James Madison. That'd be my top four right now. Man, I'm kind of on the same boat as you. The winner of Missouri Valley. Uh, man, I was leaning on North Dakota. I've been big on them. We've talked about them over every week. But uh, they had a tough loss. Bad. We're gonna talk about that yeah. in the uh, in the scores. They lost to North Dakota State. And uh, you know how the people love North Dakota State, how the oh, yeah. top 25 loves them. They've been keeping them up there despite their rough start of the season. So maybe North Dakota State, you're right, definitely will be the winner of the Missouri Valley. Uh, James Madison, you said it yourself, the people just keep them up there. They, they keep them at one. And uh, just because their name alone, I think they'll stay uh, up top, top four at least, to get a good spot. They are finally playing this week. Yeah, Yeah. and it's going to be a good test. Sam Houston, man, we're looking good. If we can keep on pace, definitely we could be land up there. And that four spot, man, you know, you said it yourself. Weaver State, true. Delaware, Delaware's playing really good. They have a big game coming up. There's a lot of good names. Chattanooga's been balling. Yeah. BMI. Yep. Who knows about BMI? <laughs> I know, Maybe they I know come how you feel up about to, BMI. They come up and do something. But, uh, yeah, you say it yourself. Weaver State, Sam Houston, w- winner of the Missouri Valley. And then, of course, James Madison, your favorite. Uh, <laughs> but moving on, uh, so speaking of uh, the Missouri Valley, Illinois State. Yep. Oh, Humph, I know you got some some beef with them right yeah. now. Tell everybody what yeah. happened and uh, how you feel about it. So, Illinois State, uh, the Redbirds. Have have decided to forego the rest of the spring season, um, and you know you might ask, is it because of COVID? And the answer is no. They've actually come out and said that you know it's to protect the health of their student athletes for the fall season. Uh, there's some reports that there's been some defensive line injuries that is you know kind of hindered them to continue on the season apparently. <sighs> Dalton, I call bullcrap. Oh, I call bullcrap. You you committed. To play the spring season, okay? You play the spring season, all right? If you're, you know, and here's the deal. You, you talk about they don't have enough D linemen to play or whatever. Well, what if this happens in the fall? Are they going to back out in the fall because they don't have enough of a position group? Yeah. I mean, that, that that's bullcrap to me. And 
you know, here's the deal. If you if you've truly given up on the season like it sounds like they're doing, just play all freshmen. Get them get let them let them have these games that don't count towards any type of eligibility and and get smoked every week in, in the spring. But not only does it I just I think it says a lot about their program where their mindset is and I just I I disagree with that fully but it kind of screws the rest of the teams in the conference you know if you haven't played Illinois State yet you might have been looking for that win or possible win um, later on in the season I know North Dakota actually plays them later in the year and now now that's not going to happen so who knows maybe that's the reason they don't get a top seed or that Missouri Valley title and and I just it's not a good look it's not a good look. You know, I saw a lot. I've actually had two or three kids enter the transfer portal this week wow. from Illinois State, and I just, I don't know, man. I that that puts a puts a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the video on Twitter. A lot of people were Ooh. going back to it. They said anytime, any place, anywhere. Ooh, man, that didn't age well. Tough. Now I think we commented that that didn't age well. Yeah. On, on with with this happening, do you could this happen to other teams? Now that Illinois State did opt out, could other teams follow suit? Do you think this could become a trend, and will this affect our season? I I well. Actually, it's not going to affect our season as far as playoff goes because if you saw Sam Herter's report on Twitter, as long as 50% of, of the nation is, is playing at the time of a month before the playoffs, then, then the playoffs are a go. And we've already, we've already passed that. And so 16-team playoff, there won't be any reduction in that. That's, that's good news. But as far as other teams opting out, I don't, I don't see that happening, Dalton. And I think that's probably due to the bashing that the Redbirds have gotten this week. I, now, what you could see, and it's just like I said, if if you're not in a position to compete this spring, play your young guys, play your freshmen. You know, use it. You know, at, at least you're fielding a team. Use it as use it as as some growing pains for for those young guys. Got to kind of get the nerves out, and and by fall, and I think I think Dalton, you know. I think that we're going to see, and I know injuries happen, but I think we're going to see a trend that the teams that played in the spring are going to be more ready come fall. I mean, there, there's there's going to be no surprises. You know, you're going to have your core guys for the most part, and and you know, look at a team. Okay, let's just take Sam Houston for for instance. Okay, in a hypothetical situation that that we go to the national championship. We've played all. We've played ten football games uh, from from February to May. Okay, and I know the turnaround time is quick, but as far as install, practice, personnel, all that, we're going to be ahead of everyone in the nation going into the fall. So, uh, you know, there there are cons to the whole spring fall dynamics, but I think there are a lot of pros as well. Yeah, to play devil's advocate, you kind of say to yourself with the injuries. You know, what happens if? Towards the end of the season, you're a team that has no chance of the playoffs and your star quarterback tears ACL. Yep. Then he misses the fall season, yep. which is a full season and uh, is a lot more important. Not saying there's nothing wrong with winning a spring season national championship, but you know you want to play in the fall. You want to get back to a reg- regular schedule and injuries happen. But I think you're right. This is a chance to let these younger players play. The season does not count, and uh, I give Lamar credit. Well, hold you know, on they, now. The season counts. Well, I'm saying like eligibility-wise. Okay, eligibility-wise, yes. Yeah. It does not count. You're my, my fault. And there's there's teams like Lamar who we, we saw it. They have a lot of young guys playing. I don't know if it's because the spring season or they have a brand-new head coach, but they have a lot of younger guys playing. So eventually they're going to grow out and develop and become a really good team. But do you think that – okay, so their new coach has has brought in the triple option with him. You think that they're going to be better in the fall because they've gotten six games to work on it in the spring? Absolutely. Absolutely. And especially with the triple option, exactly. you have to be really disciplined. I, I and totally having a agree. full season to totally play agree. that, they're going to be in the fall a lot better team. So, Absolutely. Uh, it's definitely a good idea to play in the spring. Illinois State, it's obviously you see why they're opting out. They have been struggling. They did get the win over Western Illinois 26-18, but it does not matter. They are gone. And uh, other news, Kennesaw State. Big hit with their quarterback. So, Hump, tell everybody what happened and uh, how big of a hit is this for Kennesaw? Well, so Kennesaw State, uh, you know, we just mentioned the triple option. Kennesaw, Kennesaw State Owls, they uh, they run the triple option as well. Uh, starting quarterback is out for the year. You know, Kennesaw is a is an automatic qualifier hopeful out of the Big South. A um, lot of talent in that area. You know, they're, they're able to recruit well. They, they, they've been successful the last couple of years. It's a newer school, uh, but – I would say I would say the Big South is wide open now. You know, you have Monmouth uh, that you know they haven't they haven't gotten to play this spring due to COVID, but they they're going to open up this weekend and and in a couple weeks 
you're going to have Monmouth versus Kennesaw, what ultimately becomes the conference championship. You know, if, if Kennesaw runs the table, Monmouth runs the table, and they, they meet up with each other. And I think the Big South is a one big league, and and I think Monmouth, you know, Monmouth had the automatic qualifier last year. Kennesaw probably was was better than them. I think they got in as an at-large, but I don't see an at-large happening this year in the shortened playoff field out of the Big South. Uh, so I expect one team to make it, and I expect it to be the winner of that game. Now, with Kennesaw State, and, you know, I've never played a triple option. I don't know if you have, but you have played quarterback before. How big is this that Kennesaw is losing that quarterback? Because I know the triple option and the way Kennesaw plays, they like running the ball a lot. So losing the starting quarterback, is this a big hit for them compared to you know maybe other teams? Or you think they'll be able to be fine going through the rest of the season? Well, you know as well as I do that, that the quarterback is, is probably the most important position in football. Um, you can just look at teams that are good and teams that are bad and, and go from there. But I would say with the triple option, the biggest – and I've never played it, but I would say that the biggest key is is repetition and and backup quarterback. He's not getting as many reps as a starter, and so you know you're going to throw him out there in a game situation, and, and bullets are going to be flying. Uh, Kennesaw they haven't really blown anybody out this year. They've actually been a little disappointing, if you ask me. But so what I'm saying is, is it's not like the backup has come in and, and gotten a lot of meaningful reps. He's going to be thrown into the fire uh, uh, back against your wall, if you will, in, in big t- in big time situations. And so I think it's going to be really tough for the Owls. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on Kennesaw State. It'll be really interesting. They are a top-ranked team. Will they fall if they get this loss? We'll keep an eye on that. And finally, in other FCS news, ESPN2. We're finally starting to get some higher you know, televised films or games. Jackson State, Deion Sanders has really helped us out with that. They've got two ESPN2 games. And now Delaware versus Delaware State, they're getting ESPN2 games. So, Hum, talk me about this. It's about time. Do you think we're going to see more games come at the end? And uh, what other game could you see being an ESPN1 or 2 game? <laughs> well, I hope that we're about to see some some uh, networks pick up some FCS games because I think that they've definitely missed some opportunities. You know, I think Sam Houston versus Nichols was as big as it gets, uh, you know, during during that point in the season. Uh, North Dakota, North Dakota State was a gigantic game. South Dakota State, Southern Illinois is a gigantic game. I mean, those are those are really high ranked battles. Uh, now, what I will say is, I think each week we're seeing a, a much larger following of FCS as a whole. You know, on social, I know we're really active on social media. I pay attention to it a lot, and and I think each week we've seen an increase in in social media activity with the FCS. Now. Where I where I will say that I'm I'm pretty I feel pretty confident that there's going to be a big push for FCS playoff games to be on a major network, you know, not just ESPN Plus. Yeah, I was about to ask you that. With uh, so the national championship is NBC, correct? ABC, 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 yes. So do you think our playoffs? Do you think those could be an ABC type game, or do you think that's going to stay ESPN one or two, maybe even stay at ESPN Plus? Well, I could, I you know, I think some will be ESPN Plus, but I definitely think the opportunity for ESPN2 and ESPN1 is there. Yeah, and another game that's coming up, and if we both play how we're playing, Sam Houston versus Incarnate Word could end up being for the Southland Conference Championship. Yep. If we both keep playing like we are, that could be a big-time game, maybe yep. an ESPN2 game. You know, we have a couple weeks till that happens, so uh, maybe as more teams grow, they will throw us in there and be really fun. All right, next up, you already know what time it is. And I know I've said it last week. We couldn't do the fantasy football corner anymore because NFL is gone. But there's still stuff going on, and that is free agency. A lot of moves are being made, and Humph knows all the answers. So, Humph, this is your time. This is your free agency corner. So let the people know what is going on. All right, so we've had some big receiver movement lately since last time we've talked. Um, and I want you to I want you to tell me what you think about these moves, and then I'll tell you what I think they do fantasy football wise. Okay, so we've got Will Fuller to the Miami Dolphins. What do you think, man? I like Will Fuller. He's definitely a down the field threat. And Tua Tongvaloa, he's a great quarterback. Uh, this is a great move for Miami. Uh, I think Miami needs a running back, but this is definitely a key to their offense, and uh, I think it's going to help the Dolphins a lot. I think that it definitely helps the Dolphins a lot. But I think the move to the Dolphins kills Will Fuller's fantasy value. Oh, yeah. Like you said, deep threat guy. Is Tua really the guy to really drop back and sling that thing deep mm-hmm. to Will Fuller? I don't think so. I think Will Fuller, oh man, I hate to say this, but I kind of wish for fantasy purposes Will Fuller could have been a Green Bay Packer. Oh, uh, man. I know. Next guy, Kenny Galladay is going to join Danny Dimes 
as a New York Giant. What do you think? Well, this is your boy. You're you're really high on him. I do like some Kenny G. Now, here's the problem with the Giants. I don't know who's playing quarterback next year because a lot of people are saying— You still think they might draft somebody, right? A lot of people are saying Justin Fields to the New York Giants. Man, uh, Kenny Galladay, great receiver for the Giants. But, uh, you know, Danny Dimes, I'm not high on him. So I'm not sure how he's going to do. Saquon's coming back. He's definitely going to have a year next year. Uh, so depending on who's playing quarterback, if Justin Fields ends up being the Giants quarterback, man, that could be a really interesting duo. Could be one of the top in the league, but uh, I don't know who's playing quarterback yet. So it's funny you brought up Saquon Barkley, and and I think that this move helps Saquon Barkley more than it does Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. And, and and what I mean by that is Saquon Barkley is is obviously a, one of the most talented running backs in the league, and his fantasy output you know says that, but. He just carries the ball too much, and that's why he gets injured, you know. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe now having Kenny Galladay can can kind of relieve some of those carries, and and hopefully it helps it helps both. And for the Giants, they have a a really good tight end duo now: Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph, that's yep, a that's that. a deadly little duo right there. I so uh, you know, maybe maybe uh, Saquon doesn't get a lot more touches anymore. Juju Smith Schuster decides to stay. With the Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you think? I like that. I think it's a good idea. Now, I think this receiving core is now Clay, uh, Chase Claypool's. I think oh, he's really? the guy now. I, I don't, I don't and, disagree and, with and that. I, and I like that. He's definitely a good second receiver, Juju is. Um, I like it. He has a bond with Big Ben, obviously, and he's staying clearly. So I think for now it's a good idea. If When Big Ben leaves, maybe he goes with him, goes somewhere else. But uh, I think for now this is a good idea. Him and Chase Claypool are going to be really good. I don't love Big Ben. and I, don't, I, don't, I, I know they throw the ball a lot, um, but it just Big Ben doesn't have that deep ball threat anymore. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just kind of a dink and dunk guy. And I think that's what Juju is, fantasy-wise. I don't. He's not going to score a lot of touchdowns. Uh, you know, if you do points per reception, he probably will catch a lot of balls. But I don't know. I'd, I'd probably fade away from Juju. Um, okay, next one. T.Y. Hilton decides to stay with the Carson Wentz-led Indianapolis mm. Colts. Number two, Carson Wentz. What a, what a nice number for Carson Wentz. Yeah, what a weird deal that the, the unproven rookie receiver tells Carson Wentz to hit the road Man. on number 11. That's a bold move, but... T.Y. Hilton, what do you think? I like T.Y. staying home in Indianapolis. I think he should be a Colt for as long as he can. Uh, he, he's really good with the Colts now. Carson Wentz. Am I high on Carson Wentz? I don't know. But I know that uh, T.Y. Hilton is the Colts' number one receiver, and uh, they'll be throwing it to him a lot. But uh, they might be becoming a run offense. Your boy Jonathan Taylor, and I know you might bring up your boy. You know that I can't bring up the Colts unless I bring up my boy Jonathan Taylor. They have a great offensive line, and they might run the ball a lot. But I think by running the ball a lot, it's going to make T.Y. Hill get open. And Carson Wentz can put it to him if he needs to. So I like this pick. I I think the Carson Wentz-Frank Reich, um, you know, matchup, you know, them, them. I think it's a match made in heaven. And I think that's when Carson Wentz was playing at his best, when he had Frank Reich. They've reunited and I think that this I think that this for T.Y. Hilton is, is great I think they are going to be a run first offense but as you know run first offenses opens it up for receivers so I think T.Y. Hilton could have some success uh last receiver I want to talk about before we get into one of the bigger moves in free agency is a receiver who hasn't found a home yet Sammy Watkins where could oh. you see Sammy Watkins end up does he stay a chief does he go to Baltimore? You know, does he become a Colt? I've seen that. Did the Colts pick him up as well? What do you think? Man, Baltimore is a good spot because they, they are kind of weak at receiving core. They missed out on all the big names again. Yeah. I mean, of course, I could throw the Packers in there. We do yeah. need, a, no, we need yeah. another guy in there. I still think the Packers are going to draft somebody. Yeah. Man, maybe the Bengals. Give me okay. the Bengals. Okay. They, they definitely need a receiver. Joe, Joey Burrow, he needs a guy. Man, uh, I don't know. Uh, Sammy Watkins, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins trio for Joey B would not be bad. Yeah, man, I don't know. The Bears maybe. The Bears definitely gonna need some help. Andy Dalton. Oh, we didn't, oh, we didn't bring that yeah. up. Andy Your Dalton, QB one in wow. Chicago. Man, they, uh, is that an upgrade for the Bears? Be honest. That is your former Cowboys quarterback. Is that an upgrade for the Bears? I think that's. That's like kissing your stepsister. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, it might be an upgrade. It depends how you look at it. But I, I am not a Mitchell Trubisky guy. Uh, hey, how about Mitchell Trubisky? He gets the, he lands the best job in professional sports. The backup quarterback for Josh Allen. Oh, that's what a man. job. Yeah, he gets to sit back, enjoy football, and get paid a big check. Man, Sammy Watkins on the Bills. Sammy, go home. He's been a Bills before. Yeah, go yeah. back home. Oh, man, a lot of know. cool spots for him. Huff, you have any ideas? I want to say the Ravens, but the Ravens have shown that they uh, they do not want to let Lamar Jackson be a quarterback. Yeah. They, they want him to still be a running back. So I don't know. Uh, I'm actually a big Sammy Watkins guy, so I hope the best for him. But the last guy I want to bring up, 
And this is this is a fantasy football nightmare. Uh-oh. I mean nightmare. Kenyon Drake, Ooh. former Cardinal, to the Las Vegas Ooh. Raiders. Man. Who has Josh Jacobs. That's what I was about Ooh. to say. Fantasy nightmare. Fantasy nightmare. But for the Raiders, the team, it's great. Yeah. For the team, man. But we don't care about the team, Dalton. This Raiders team. Good teams are good. Great teams have great fantasy players. <laughs> okay. So we were high on the Raiders last year. In the beginning of the season, we we really liked them. Then they kind of fell off. With Kenyon Drake, mm. are they a Super Bowl contender? No. They're no, they they don't have the defense for that. Oh. They they're in the wrong division for that, first off. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't I now that Justin Herbert is is a guy that, you know, going into his sophomore year of the NFL, I feel really good about him. I mean, I feel great about him. I don't know that the Raiders I don't know if the Raiders can beat the Chargers. Wow! Uh, and they're de- I know they beat the Chiefs, and I'm about to I'm about to say that they can't beat the Chiefs, but they can't beat the Chiefs. Not not in a not in a 17 game season. They are not going to pass up the Chiefs, and I don't know that they can pass up the Chargers. So, do you think it's time for the Raiders to maybe get a new quarterback? Or are you still sticking with Derek Carr? Uh, apparently, they 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 feel good about him. You know, they didn't pursue Russell Wilson as hard as as people thought they might. Uh, so, I, you know, I know a lot changes, uh, but. They actually convinced Marcus Mariota to restructure his contract and and stay the backup there. So he's wow. yeah he's getting less money. Hopefully they can spend it on the defense. Uh, but I don't know if I feel as good about the Raiders as as I once did. I know this Kenyon Drake pickup you know that adds a, another ball carrier to the running back room. But man, talk about diminishing Josh Jacobs' fantasy football yeah, value. That's tough. Uh, I would not touch Josh Jacobs with a twenty foot pole in my fantasy football draft. What about Kenyon Drake? No, no, no way. I'd touch him. I wouldn't touch him with a 40-foot pole. Man. Uh, I don't – you know, he didn't do a lot in, in Arizona last year. He didn't do enough as as he should have in an offense like that with Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, hey, that's another move. A.J. Green to the Cardinals. Oh, Cardinals have been making some really good moves. This oh, and they got, um, they got the, the center from, from the Raiders, mm-hmm. Rodney Hudson. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And they're talking about free agency, man. Talk about the Texans. You were, we were just talking about a running back room and fantasy killers. The Texans have made some crazy moves. Talk to me about the Texans, and how do you feel about this one, fantasy and team? So, uh, you know, first off, team, I'm afraid the Houston Texans are going to be the worst team in the NFL. Oh. Uh, but fantasy football, you you now have a running back room that has David Johnson, uh, who they traded DeAndre Hopkins for, might I add. And let, me, mm. let me continue here. Uh, so they've got David Johnson, Mark Ingram. Great pick. And Philip Lindsay. Okay, you've got. I don't know if I want to use three-headed monster as a term. I don't know how many monsters. <laughs> two and a half. That. Yeah, maybe one and a half. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how many monsters are in that room. I think if it was 2015, it'd be a great room with Mark Ingram and David Johnson. But it's 2021. Uh, I don't know who the lead back is going to be. I know who's not going to be handing it to them, but uh, I, I just man, well, I do. I, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, yes, sir. Wow. Hey, I love and that's Tyrod. A, Taylor. That's a great pick too. He's a good quarterback that well, just it, needs an opportunity. If it's not going to be Deshaun Watson, which I don't think it will be, Tyrod Taylor is is not a bad pickup. Yeah. So I, you know, you kind of answered yourself. You don't know, but if you're the head coach of the Houston Texans. Who is your starting running back? You have Mark Ingram, who's a little bit older. David Johnson, who's a lot of bit older. I think it has to be David Johnson because I traded DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins for him. Phil Lindsay, he you know I got like hurt, Lindsay. but he's a good running back. Like he Phillip might Lindsay. end up being the starter with Mark Ingram getting them third down <laughs> runs. David Johnson, I think he's just there because you know they got they just they just feel bad. I think they have to. Yeah, but uh, the you know, Cardinals, the Texans, a lot of free agency moves are going on. Uh, we'll keep you updated. Humph is on it with the free agency corner. He's keeping it going, and uh, let's move on to some FCS. Scores. All right, Dalton. Wait, pause. I got a little question for you as we as we talk about NFL free agency. We're we're, we're past the first week of of NFL free agency, and we're going to get to FCS in a second. Don't don't worry. But right now, and I, and I came across this today. The uh, the early Super Bowl odds have come out for the for winning the Super Bowl. Okay, and I'm not talking about what the odds are, but I want to hear your opinion. Who do you think? is in the top five best odds to win the 2021-2022 Super Bowl next year. Top five, right? I think number one is the Chiefs, of course. Number one is the Chiefs. That is correct. Go back, right? Of course, uh, you know, Mahomes, Mahomes, they're a great team. They they lost their two tackles, but I think overall they're still a good team, haven't changed much. 
Uh, two, man, I think I feel like with odds, and I'm not much of a, you know, I don't really follow the odds a lot, but I feel like they always bring the two that made it last year. So, Bucks, are they on there? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are number two. Okay, wow. We're actually going in order, so that's, I that's impressive. I didn't think number two, but uh, the Bucks, you know, Tom Brady just signed an extension there. Uh, they haven't lost anybody uh, either, so I think them. Number three. Man, I gotta go with my Packers, right? Number three, the Packers look really good. You are you are making yourself look good. I, wow. I promise, and I did not uh, I did not show him these prior to the show, but he is he is three for three in order so far. Man, of course, uh, NFC Championship. So odds wise, they're they're gonna be in it. The Packers look really good. Uh, MVP last year. Number four. It's got to be the Bills, AFC Championship. So they're number five. Okay. They're, there's actually a tie for fifth, uh, but but there is a team that has better odds than the Bills, and there's a team that has the same odds as the Bills. But, yes, Bills top five. So, two, so, so Bills, I, need, I need two more teams. You know, Josh Allen, uh, they're a great team. I think they're, they're going to get there eventually. Man, two more. Um, not the Seahawks. No, nope, not the Seahawks. Not the Cowboys. Not the Cowboys. I think AFC. Man, not Cowboys the- are tenth though, my and I and that's really? actually that's pretty it, good. Well, if I'm if I'm a betting man and 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 I am the tenth team, you know, a, a, that has as much talent as the Cowboys, that's pretty good odds. You know, you're you're gonna make you're gonna make money if if they are to win the Super Bowl. But two other teams, man, in top five. This one's tough because I'm trying to think of you know teams that are competing. Uh, not the Colts. The Colts are not in there. Man, can you, can you give me a hint? Give me some a little clue. Okay, so there's there's one AFC and okay. one NFC team. Okay. Um, okay. Oh no. Not okay. Neither I'll, team is in a division that any of the teams you've named have been in. Okay, man, I might sound stupid by guessing one of them. I'm, I'm gonna say one, and this is might be a hot take, but they made the Super Bowl two years ago, and they had some struggles, right? But they, they've come back. They're healthy. You know, we don't know who's going to play quarterback. It could be Zach Wilson. It could be Jimmy G. Are the 49ers on here? They are sixth. Oh. You're, 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 you're close. Same division as the 49ers. Man, is it the Seahawks? No, not the Seahawks. The Cardinals. No, not the Cardinals. The Rams. Really? Matthew Stafford season. Are you high on Matthew Stafford on the Rams? Because I don't know I'm how I feel about this. very high on Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Wow. So Rams are number four? Tied for fifth, yes. Okay. Tied for fifth with with Buffalo. Okay. Man, who's number four? You want me to tell you? Yeah, give me. I don't like it at all. The Baltimore Ravens. Really? Uh, uh, I would stay away from that one. Yeah, I don't see that happening. But they are. They do have the fourth best odds to win the, win the Super Bowl. It, it's kind of a shame because right now I just feel like the AFC does not have any competition. I think the NFC is kind of open right now. But uh, the AFC is really it, – it's the, it's the Chiefs to lose. But the Bills are coming. You want to guess who has the two worst odds? They're tied. Two worst. The t- teams with the two worst odds. Texans? The Texans. Texans are one. <laughs> Man, oh, um, the Jets. Not the Jets. Really? They are third. They, <laughs> yeah, the Detroit Lions. Wow. Yeah, I think. I mean, new quarterback. You just lost Kenny G. You li- you just lost Marvin Jones. You got a new coaching staff. Pretty much the only thing they've got going for them is DeAndre Swift right now. And uh, I don't know if you saw the video, but Jared Goff did a little like, you know, hello, I'm here to the Detroit. I'm excited to be here. A lot of people are saying it sounded pretty fake. It sounded like he did, had no smile on his He's face. He's a very no emotion guy. I mean, like, but he, he he shows no emotion. Leaving Los Angeles to go to Detroit to play quarterback. You know, you're still in the talk NFL. About, talk about a scenery change. Yeah. You, you go from you go from top of the world in Los Angeles to. Detroit. I saw the video of uh, Matthew Stafford walking into the stadium. How nice is Los Angeles Stadium? Oh, I mean, yeah. that's oh, beautiful. Yeah. Him and his wife are, are feeling good right Definitely now. Definitely got an upgrade. But, man, okay, so we had our odds. So, And I know we've done this before, but uh, with all the free agency moves and stuff happening, if you had to pick your Super Bowl right now, your super early, early Super Bowl prediction, don't do it because you're looking at <laughs> me. You're looking at me. Who's in the Super Bowl this year? Super Bowl 56. The Dallas Cowboys. Where's it at? <sighs> Is it's it Los great, Angeles? That's a great question. Like, well, Los Angeles has a new stadium, so you'd think. Let me look that up. But I'll go the Dallas Cowboys oh. and the Buffalo Bills. Wow, the Bills. And and let me let me let me. I'll, I'll, I'll make another prediction. It will not be a Bills Chiefs AFC Championship. We're getting a Bills Indianapolis Colts <laughs> AFC Championship, baby. Riding on Jonathan Taylor. Bills Colts Cowboys. I hate to say it, but Cowboys Packers NFC Ooh, Championship. Well, Ooh. we've seen your history. That would be the, the coolest walk on radio game of all time. We would have to live stream 
the reaction There's of too us much pressure. Two. I couldn't do all that. Oh, we would have to. We'd have to set up a camera just on us. Not even the game. Just on us <laughs> watching the game. Man, who's your? Who, let's hear your Super Bowl while I'm looking up where it's I, at. I guess I can't make fun of you for your bias because I'm also saying the Packers would make it to the Super Bowl. And look, we were really close this year. The Bucks game was really close. We we were one corner Kevin King away from going to the Super Bowl, <laughs> which we also extended one year. I don't want to talk about all that. But uh, I think the Packers, this is going to be their year. Packers and, uh, man, I want the Bills to make it. I love the Bills. I think it's still the Chiefs. Now, I'm very curious to see how the Chiefs' offensive, offensive line, line worries me a lot. They lost their all-pro tackle, and then they lost their other tackle. But they re-signed another guy. Man, I love the Bills. I want the Colts. The Colts, I think they're going to compete. But, man, I just I don't know. I don't know if they're going to make it. So I'm going Packers-Chiefs. But, Bills, they're going to get it. They're going to get it eventually. It is It is in Los Angeles, by the oh, way. So well, that'll be that'll be neat. This is the year to make the Super Bowl. Yeah, that, that'd be a fun one. And hopefully, you know, it, it sounds like it's going to be full capacity. A lot of – there's oh, a lot yeah. of – I, I think the NFL has kind of come out and said that they're pretty much doing away with a lot of the restrictions. And and with the way the vaccine is rolling out right now, I think that I think that by the fall we're going to be all right. Yeah, I saw that uh, Texas A&M said that they're full capacity. So we're Ooh. starting to roll into people opening back up and getting into it. And let me ask you this, Dalton. As we shift in – to FCS with the national championship being in Frisco, Texas. Okay, Texas, obviously, COVID, <laughs> COVID restrictions are less here. With the national championship being in May, could you see, you know, close to full capacity for that come, come national championship time? Man, I would like to say yes. I think it'll definitely be close. You know, mask, keep your mask on, maybe kind of distance as much as they can, but I think we're going to be a lot closer, especially as the more months move on and as. We're pumping out this vaccine. Mm-hmm. I don't know because, mm-hmm. you know, they might want to finish the season and just say, you know, we had a full season of, of COVID-19 precautions. Now we're done with that. So they might finish up on top. But uh, it'd be really cool to have a, a packed crowd, especially, you know, I can see 50,000. Fingers crossed I mean, f- for the national championship. I want, I definitely want a full crowd uh, in the national championship. But uh, you know, fingers crossed we still have to have a whole season to go. But uh, let's roll into some scores, some FCS scores. And to start it off. It was a big week. Huh. The Penguins. The Penguins, the Penguins have done it. They got a win. They got their win. They 20 to win. 10 against South Dakota. Talk about the schedule of death. Man. And then talk about South Dakota. Yeah. Kind of they disappointment. Wishy-washy. Because, you know, you and I both th- said that the Coyotes, we had the Coyotes ranked. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, not a, not maybe, maybe that wasn't a great take. We're really happy for the, the fighting Penguins. They've, uh, they've had a tough schedule. They finally get their first win. Other scores, Rhode Island, they beat the Great Danes. Wow. Ever yeah. since I picked the Great Danes, they have fallen Al- off. Albany, Albany has, has been pretty disappointing. Rhode Island, however, has not. And we will talk about them later in the show. Pretty big game they have uh, this week. Pretty that, huge game. That's our pick on. We're going to talk about it. Uh, South Dakota State versus the Southern Illinois Salukis. I'm going to let you get this one since, uh, since oh. uh, the Salukis are your boys. So, uh, you know, I ride or die my Salukis. And unfortunately, in, in a blowout game, South Dakota State beat Southern Illinois 44-3. to My mm. goodness. Uh, I think this kind of takes the Salukis out for, for a while. They're going to fall really far in the rankings. How far did they drop? Uh, let me pull that up here. But it, it, it wasn't a pretty game. Uh, South Dakota State literally ran all over them. Uh, I mean, it, was, it wasn't close. It really wasn't close from start to finish, and, and South Dakota State kind of showed that they are one of the top dogs in the FCS. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, bad loss for Southern Illinois, but what a great win for South Dakota State. Definitely bumped them up a couple. And in the Missouri Valley race that they're in, you know, you have the North Dakota, you have the North Dakota State. There's a lot of teams, and South Dakota State is competing in there. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this win affects them the rest of the season. Southern Illinois dropped to uh, number 10. So oh. not a huge drop. but Still in the top 10, which is good. Yeah, and, and, and I actually have a, a playoff scenario for you in a little bit we'll, we'll get to it but but you know they they're, they're still in but they're they're on the outside looking in, in i think opinion. that win against north Dakota state has really saved the salukis in the rankings they've kind of you know given the benefit of the doubt kept them in there just like okay well then if okay that pretty much brings me to my question let me ask you this okay north dakota okay if they run the table they're going to finish with one loss okay mm-hmm. south dakota state they still have a meeting with north dakota state if they run the table South Dakota State will finish with one loss, okay? Mm-hmm. And their only loss is to North Dakota, yeah. okay? North Dakota State, they lose to South Dakota State. Just as I said, they would have two losses, one to South Dakota State and and one to Southern Illinois, mm-hmm. okay? Southern Illinois would have two losses. Oh, no. So, you so okay, so 
with one, a one-loss team in the Missouri Valley is going to get in. So that so North Dakota's in, South Dakota State's in. Okay, that leaves you with two loss North Dakota State and two loss Southern Illinois. But Southern uh, Illinois head-to-head beat North Dakota State. Man, I don't think four teams. I, I do not think four teams get in. I think it's three. So what? What do you do? Well, you know, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the games, and I'm probably giving it to North Dakota State. And I agree with you, but how hard is that? They literally, they literally got got demolished by Southern Illinois earlier in the season. And how do you feel as a Saluki player and fan if if you don't make it over well, North Dakota State? All we would State? hear is, oh, they got in because they're North Dakota State. They got in because of the name, because of what they've done over the last ten years. And I mean, I think they deserve that credit too. Yeah, I, I'm again, I'm not disagreeing. I'm simply saying that that is a tough call to make. Yeah, North Dakota State, they get the big win over North Dakota, and I think this game is going to uh, help out the rest of the season because of how good North Dakota plays. Humph, how big of a loss is this for North Dakota? It doesn't hurt their playoff chances, really any. Uh, I think North Dakota ha- has done enough to to at least get an at large. Um, now, are they in a position to to get one of the national seeds? Now, eh, probably not. I think I think that they could get the fourth one. You know, we talked about maybe two Missouri Valley Conference teams getting that, but I think I think the winner of the Jackrabbits and the Bison is going to get that top spot. Now, to be fair, North Dakota's quarterback did not play because of COVID-19. I, I did read that, and that... It's big. Uh, yeah, it's huge. It's so, huge. How about, hey, how about the fullback for North Dakota oh, State? Just man. toting the rock. What, Hunter, Hunter Lutke, I think. Yeah. Four touchdowns. What a great what a great look for the fullbacks. Uh, I might even need to transfer up to Fargo. <laughs> Show my highlight tape a little bit. I, I'm ready to go. I, I could be a good fullback, I promise. Another score is Dixie State. Man, good game hey, against Kennesaw State. Dixie State hung. And I don't, I don't know when their quarterback got hurt in that game. You know, we talked about Kennesaw State starting quarterback being out, but Dixie State definitely made that a ball game. Is Dixie State a team to worry about later? Later, you know, in, in well, the next what, couple seasons. Well, we're gonna have to worry about them. They're in the whack. With in us. the waction. And in the waction, baby. Man. Uh, I don't. Still a young team. They're a young team. It, it's it, the transition to Division One is tough, but props to them for for hanging on, hanging with Kennesaw. Yeah, Kennesaw State. It's always been a power, but they did lose their quarterback. Like you said, we don't know when, so that definitely was an effect on the game. Another score is UC Davis. Man, they did not have to do Cal Poly like oh, they did. Man. 73 to 24. Wow, that's a bad game for Cal Poly, but a great game for UC Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, San Diego. Hometown boys. Hey, they're looking kind of good out there. <laughs> San Diego, they beat Butler 27 to 13. San Diego's always been kind of a power doing its thing. They've won like 40 conference games in a row or something. Yeah. Like something absurd. Not a national power, but man, they can they win. Well, conference they win conference games. and they get in the playoffs every yeah. year. Uh, in the Southland score, McNeese gets the win over Northwestern State, 21-7. Northwestern That's... State, we play them in a week. Uh, McNeese, wishy-washy. I cannot decide who they Man. are. They, 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 we've watched them pretty much every week, and they'll do something. We're like, oh, okay, McNeese might be here to play. And then they'll do something, and we're like, nah. Because you and I both kind of consensus had McNeese – at preseason at least, as the fourth best team in yeah. the Southland. And that is not the case. Yeah, we play them last. at home. Our last home game will be against McNeese. That's going to be a real fun one. Uh, other scores, Tennessee Martin gets the win over Austin P. 37-34. Another wishy-washy team is Austin P. Uh, you know, they win some good ones, then they lose something like this. Austin P. man, they've been struggling this year. But they also had a, a rough fall season. They decided to go out there and play, and they struggled a little bit. They, they, they definitely got thrown around last fall. Uh, another score is Maine. Man, Maine. I, I pick them and they get destroyed. Now they're out here beating other teams. They beat Stony Brook 35-19. The Black Bears look kind of good out there, uh, even though I guess when I don't pick them and I don't talk about them, they do really well. I'm going to stop talking about Maine. I'm going to let them do their thing and keep shining. Chattanooga. Man. What a game. I enjoyed watching that one, and I picked Furman in that one. But Chattanooga, they're, they're, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I feel good about that. Uh, but they're fun to watch, the Nugs, the Mocks. What Chattanooga, a, what a are, they, are they a top eight team? Are they a top eight team? In your opinion. Uh, will they finish they, in the top eight? They might finish ranked in the top eight. I don't, I don't know that they are a top eight team. I mean, I'm, I'm probably taking three or four Missouri Valley Conference teams over Chattanooga. They're ranked nine right now, uh, but Delaware is behind them. Uh, Southern Illinois is behind them. Eastern Washington's behind them. Virginia Military Institute Ooh, is behind them. So my I don't boys. know, but but you know, keep winning Chattanooga. And you said it yourself, Virginia Military Institute, man, they are rolling. And a big win against Sanford, thirty-eight to thirty-seven. So you know, you know they won, right? No, I don't. 
goes to overtime. Okay, they're they're in a shootout with Sanford. Goes to overtime. The Sanford quarterback, might I add, those for five hundred and seventy yards Ooh, in a loss. My goodness. Okay, but. Virginia Military scores a touchdown, elects to go for two. They convert, and they keep the, undece- the undefeated season alive. Man, VMI. And, and I've asked this what every a story. Week, is this a new team? Are we? Should we be worried as an FCS, an FCS nation? Should they be worried about VMI? Uh, well, uh, Reese Sudinski is is really slinging that thing around, kind of on his farewell tour. You know, he's he's grad transferring to Maryland after oh. this season, but he he elected to stay and play the spring. He's loyal to VMI, obviously, and he's he's a talented football player. And I hope in the playoffs we don't see VMI versus the Salukis, because <laughs> I'm not picking that one. They both. What if it's win. Sam Houston State versus VMI? Well, of course, I gotta go with San Diego State. <laughs> San Diego State is my home, but I love my VMI. I love those boys, and they're they're doing a great job. Undefeated, haven't lost yet. And another team that hasn't lost yet is Incarnate Word. Big game against Sela, and uh, the score was fifty-six to forty-five with the UIW win. But uh, what happened in that game? Because it looked like the score was a lot different in the third quarter. Well, so for, I, I want to first point out that. Uh, when we were watching the game, you know, we were we were a little surprised. You know, we both picked uh, Sela in this one, and and I think Sela has has as talented of an offense as anybody. But Sela was missing some uh, important puzzle pieces in this one. They they they're the two top receivers, and we saw them firsthand. Two top receivers did not play against Incarnate Word, so I don't know you you. Hmm. I don't want to say that the score is misleading. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't want to sit here and say that Incarnate Word isn't legit. I think that they are a good football team. I think that their freshman quarterback is playing as good as anyone in the country. But uh, I don't know. Their defense might be a little suspect, giving up that many yards and that many points to a team that is missing their number one and number two receivers. Yeah, Incarnate Words quarterback threw for seven touchdowns, had himself a great He's also a true freshman. Yep. He's no, a stud. He's, he's impressive. And we talked about earlier, you know, if, if Sam Houston and UIW keep playing like we are, and we play them last. We were supposed to play the first. Blizzard happened. Now we're playing them last. It could decide the Southland Conference, and, man, that would be a really fun game for, for both teams. But uh, UIW gets to win over Sela. And finally, in the last score, Jackson State. Deion Sanders gets the loss against yeah. Alabama State, and we've been ranking them. So I feel, I feel, I feel bamboozled. We've is, had, uh, we've had them ranked. Is Jackson State out of the rankings? Are we? Are we kind of oh, done yeah, with them? No, they're out of the rankings Man. for sure. They, it, they're, they're not even a playoff eligible team, and so. I think that the only way they were going to stay in the rankings is if they went undefeated. Well, the good thing about them, they're still getting ESPN two games, yeah, so at least they're yeah. getting some primetime stuff with I, I prime see what time. you did there, primetime. Come on. Come on. Uh, but Jack State gets the loss over Alabama State. Good for them. <laughs> but let's roll into our pick we got some really big games, and the first one is a big Southland game. We have UIW versus Nichols. Both teams have won the conference recently. UIW is undefeated. Nichols is looking to give them that first loss. Nichols came off a bad loss against Sam Houston State. So, Humph. Who are you taking? This is at Nichols. Nichols. They had a buy. They had a buy. They had a buy last week. So they have had to roll around in the puddle of Sam Houston State for mm. the last two weeks. I mean, it was that was as embarrassing as it gets. You know, you're the number seven team in the country. People are attaching your name to Frisco. You know, a lot of a lot of hype around the the Colonel train just to be absolutely train wrecked by Sam Houston. Okay, but. You're facing a foe this week. You're facing a, a highly ranked Incarnate Word football team, ranked higher than Nichols uh, as of right now, and 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 they they've they've got a lot of got a lot of uh, steam ahead th- this season. You know they've they've won three ball games. Their scoring is as good as almost everyone in the nation. Not not quite as good as Sam Houston, but <laughs> that's a 13 versus 17 matchup. Uh, I think that this is. I think that this is a playoff game for Nichols. I don't think Nichols is out, um, but this is a playoff game for Nichols. Incarnate Word, they can set themselves up, just like you said, for a uh, clash against two Titans, if you will, at the end of the season. If Sam Houston and Incarnate Word win out. Um, but Dalton, I've got a tough time. I've got a tough time thinking the Colonels are going to lay down that easy. I think the Colonels are going to win in Thibodeau. Louisiana this Man. week. I think they're going to win. They? I, I, you know, they just have too many weapons on offense. I don't, I don't want people to think that that Nichols is not a good team because of what happened against Sam Houston. Let's let's not let's not discredit Sam Houston. Maybe Sam Houston is like that. Mm-hmm. If they're truly a top five team in the country, like a lot of people think they are, if they're a national title contender, like people think they are, 
then running the table and having one loss against Sam Houston is not all that bad if you're yeah. Nichols. So let's not let's not just jump the Nichols train just yet. And I'm not I'm not saying Incarnate Word's not legit. Uh, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. But give me Lindsey Scott and the Colonels this week. Let me ask you this question: If Nichols gets the win, where would you rank Nichols, and where would you rank Incarnate Word? I think I think uh, well, they're thirteen and seventeen. I'd almost just flip flop them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't. Again, I don't. I don't think. Just because just because someone loses to to a team that's ranked like that, they shouldn't just get the boot uh, because you know a loss to Sam Houston, like I said, if they're truly one of the national powers, that's not a terrible loss. If Incarnate Word is is that good, then Nichols should bump up, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Incarnate Word should just shoot out of the rankings because they lost to Nichols. You yeah, know? it's definitely a good matchup. Uh, I'm going. Incarnate Word. Oh, I really thought you'd pick Nichols. To Me be too. With you. I did. I, I was thinking about it, but this is my thing. I, I've seen how they play offense, and they're pretty similar to Sam Houston. And we saw personally what uh, we did to Nichols. You know, I, I I started that game. It was a, it was my first game, so I was on the field watching that happen. And Incarnate Word's offense is legit. And you know, you know, maybe Sam Houston's offense is a little bit better, but they still have a true freshman quarterback that is throwing seven touchdowns in one yeah. game against a Sela team that is really good. So I'm going Carter Word. I think they have the hot hand right now. But normally I would pick Nichols because uh, they got the story right now. Does, They're mad. They got the bye week. They're playing at home. This is definitely the game you would want them to win. Does does Incarnate Word's defensive deficiencies worry you against Lindsey Scott, Julian Gums, and and one of the top receivers in the FCS in Dejon Dixon? Yeah, definitely. And, and like you said, they had that bye week to kind of get over it and to get better, get healthy. But uh, man, Incarnate Word's D line is really good. They're really aggressive. They can they can rush. And the Nichols offensive line kind of struggled with us. Uh, we had a lot of sacks, a lot of hits uh, against Nichols. So I think Connor Ward's defensive line will be aggressive enough to get to Lindsey Scott, make him move around a little bit. Man, he can throw on the run, though. So it's nothing against Nichols. I think uh, it's going to be a close matchup, but I'm going to go with the hot hand I, and go with I, I don't, I don't like how far Connor Ward has to travel to, to, to Nichols. That I is think true. That, that is one jaunt of a trip. And hopefully, you know, it, it gets pretty hot in Louisiana. So oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe oh, yeah. the weather's just right for them. Uh, we know how their, their away locker rooms are. They got the tents uh, put up. Yeah. That is definitely a disincvantage for Incarnate Word. You, but and, I, you and I, we're going we're gonna to watch this one. We're oh, gonna yeah. Order some pizza and watch this oh, one. Oh, yeah. I'm we're going to be watching very big, closely. Yeah, yeah. Big, big Southland Conference game yeah. for, uh, for all of the Southland Conference, including teams that are on bye weeks this week. The big one for the Southland Conference, and another one that might decide the conference is Delaware against Rhode Island. Two really good teams. Rhode Island gets the win. Delaware had a win. Man, Coach Keeler watching Delaware closely, Coach Cardi, <laughs> Coach Sadiq. Who are you going for this one? Well, uh, first off, Dalton, I like that you picked the two biggest games this week, our two our two game of the weeks. I like how you got them out of the way, you know, kind of kind of the big shabazz this week. But I, I wanna before I get into the the analysis of this game, I want to point out something. So the way the CAA is set up this spring is is by division. Okay, you've got north and you've got south. Okay, south is pretty much, you know, 10 miles of crap, and then James Madison is somewhere <laughs> in that. And I think that James Madison has way too cupcake of a schedule. And then you've got the north, which is Delaware, Albany, uh, uh, New Hampshire. Ooh. You've got Rhode Island. Ooh. I mean, you've got Villanova. I mean, you've got – That's a good got, conference. Oh, my goodness. That's a great conference. And and so – but here's what happens. So James Madison, they've been off uh, – they've been out of, out of commission recently due to COVID – and it's looking like if they do not reschedule a game, that if Delaware runs a table, James Madison runs a table, Delaware is going to get the automatic qualifier. Really? Or, or, or Rhode Island. Or Rhode Island. Yeah. Which I, I'm, I'm, excuse me, I'm not trying to get ahead and, of myself. And that's what's important about this game. Absolutely. So, yeah, you ha- you'd probably have to go undefeated because James Madison, uh, you know, they, they, they haven't played great, but I don't see them dropping one. Uh, but. Just by the amount of games that they've missed, uh, that that North Division champion is going to have a real shot at an automatic qualifier. And let me ask you this, Dalton. If that does happen, if Delaware or Rhode Island does get the automatic qualifier, they they won't they won't give James Madison a top four seed, will they? Because to me, I mean, they can't. I don't think they can. I want to say probably not. They, but, they'll get an at large, but not. They're not going to get a seed. But the fact they've been number one despite not playing for two weeks is what worries me. They they are but, so high on okay, James Madison. Okay, but 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 
the seating is a committee. So That's maybe true. maybe they'll they'll get together and, and decide that, that James Madison is truly not worthy of the number one seed. And I know in FBS strength of schedule is so important. And oh, hopefully yeah. they look at James Madison's schedule and be like, Wow, this isn't this is not strong. They look at Delaware, Rhode them. Island, and they're like, Look at this and definitely give them the upper hand. So so to the game this week, back to Delaware, Rhode Island. Rhode Island has has probably one of the more impressive strength of schedules through two games uh, as anyone in the country. They've had two ranked wins. They haven't been ranked thus far until this week. They are they are number 18. From going not ranked to 18 is a pretty big jump. Delaware, they have been stomping people. They haven't played anybody tough, but they're the number 11 team in the country. Their defense is their defense is looking as good as anyone's right now. The mm-hmm. Blue Hens are, are really flying around playing some defense. Um I have a feeling I know who you are going to pick, but Uh-oh. but I am going to I'm going to stick with the Blue Hens. I'm going to stick mm-hmm. with the Fighting Flackos, the Fighting Keelers, the Fighting Cardies, the Fighting Coach Haynes. I mean, we've got oh. a lot of Delaware ties yeah. around here. Man, this is definitely a time I would pick Rhode Island, right? <laughs> I feel like I I need to, but I'm sticking with Delaware. Their defense is really really good. But the good thing, just like how we are, their defense is good, but their offense is good too. They're able to keep up. So I think Delaware gets to win here, and I think Delaware will win the CAA. Really? I think so. Okay, I, I, I like that. I'm not. I think this James Madison missing two weeks is going to be tough. Hey, did you see uh, Sam Herter's uh, bracketology? It, it, it has it has Sam Houston if they won, and Delaware if they won. It had them meeting up in the second round. Mm, Delaware a, Delaware coming down to Texas. What a story that is, that, especially for our, for our coaching staff. That we got would three be coaches. a big one for old, a, for old Co- Coach Keeler. That'd be a Sam Houston offense versus a Delaware defense. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. a interesting. Matchup. Like we can't that. pick it though. No, we can't pick it. We can't we know pick who it. we're gonna pick. No, we can't pick it. That's gonna be a good match of the CAA. Yeah, big defensive game, but Rhode Island's coming for the neck. They want to be the number one. Another game, Austin P at Jacksonville State. Austin P, we've talked about them. Really wishy-washy, but Jacksonville State, they've kept it on top. They are they're going they're, we're playing them next year. Yeah, we are playing them the next year. The WAC A Sun Challenge. Challenge. Absolutely. So Austin P at Jacksonville State, Humph, who are you taking? Man, Austin P. Again, I want to reiterate the wishy-washy uh, comment that is so true. Um, you know, their quarterback he's a young guy, really throwing it around, being a dynamic guy. So I think there are going to be a lot of points in this one. Jacksonville State is actually like seven and one right now. You know, they played a lot of games in the fall. They beat an FBS school in the fall. Um, I don't know. They they just don't have an impressive resume to me. I know that they have a lot of wins, uh, but they're not beating anybody. I, I just said they beat an FBS school in the fall, but I don't I don't really like the whole count in the fall thing because you and I know that teams are different from the fall and in the spring. You know, guys leave, guys guys come in, all that jazz. But man, if I had to pick a top ten team that I don't like, that I that I don't feel is proven. I would probably pick Kennesaw State or Jacksonville State. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am going to pick the Gamecocks in this one against Austin P. just due to the governor. Governors versus Gamecocks is, oh. a, is a pretty pretty solid matchup. But I am going to pick Jacksonville State here uh, to, to keep their undefeated spring season alive. Yeah, I'm going Jacksonville State as well. It's just because Austin P. is so wishy-washy. Yep. And uh, you said your best yourself the fall season. You know, Jacksonville State got a win against the FBS team. Austin P did not. They really struggled. And uh, like you said, his play is different in the spring, but Austin P just, they're so weird. I don't know whether to trust them or not. And Jacksonville State is ranked, so I'm going with the, the upper team here. I'm going with Jacksonville I'd State. I'd love to see the Governors win this one, though. Yeah, I would love upset. that. Yeah, I, would, I, would, I mean, and, and with a quarterback, you know, playing like he has been and, and them putting up some points. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, we we'll, could, we'll we could see a surprise. They, like we said, wishy-washy. They'll come out good one week. Next week, they'll lose to Tennessee Martin. Yep. Uh, the next game, oh, my VMI, my boys, Virginia Military Institute at Wofford. Now, Wofford is not a team to be messed with, but VMI, the hot hand, and Humphreys is looking at me with a smile on his face. It makes me a little nervous. Don't do it. Who I'm going to make you pick this one first. I just, I, I just, since these are your boys... I'm going to make you pick this one first. Well, I, I want to hear like, what you have to say about it. I feel like because I've been praising them, I've been cheering them on, my good luck, my token has been given to them. So I will not ever not pick against VMI unless they play Sam Houston. So, of course, I'm going the Virginia Military Institution. Give me VMI. So the pick's locked in? Locked in. Pick is locked in. All right. So I have a little bit of inside information. Uh-oh. Okay. I listened to Bet the FCS this morning with Josh Criswell, the the, the Huntsville beat writer. Um and I, I, I heard some, some valuable information that, that's going to make this game interesting. Oh, no. So word on the street is there's a shot that, that 
VMI starting quarterback Reese Udinski is not going to be in the lineup this week. He had a late injury. They had to carry him on the field. He finished the game basically on one leg, Dalton. So I'm taking that inside information and running with it. I am taking the upset. I am taking the Wofford Terriers in this one. Give me Wofford in the upset to to ruin the VMI season. Uh, this is a game to kind of get me back in the uh, in the pick'em record. Dalton, Dalton has a four-game lead on oh, me. Man. It's not as wide as it was in the fall, Dalton. That's true. We're, we're, we're closer this spring. The uh, game of the week pick curse was lifted last week. I won one of those. And and uh, so yeah, give me give me the Terriers in this one. Do you think losing a quarterback will affect my boys? Uh one that one it that's might. this good will. It give might. me give me Walford. I love VMI. I think they could keep it going uh, without a quarterback or with it. We're gonna be fine because we. I'm part of their organization now. <laughs> You're a cadet. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, the last game we have Charleston South at Monmouth. Charleston Southern. 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 Yes. Uh, Monmouth, Coach Archer, one yeah. of his boys. Coach Archer. Monmouth, a great team. Charleston Southern, also a good team. Humph, who are you taking in this so matchup? Actually, actually one, of my, one of my dear friends is a receiver for Monmouth. Uh, he was my, my go-to guy in high school. We grew up together, and so I've, I've been a Monmouth fan because of him. Uh, they're finally getting to play. I'm excited to watch them. This is, like we said, this is a big game if they can win and keep winning until they meet up with Kennesaw Ooh. for that Big South title game, basically. Uh, Charleston Southern, however, played Kennesaw pretty close. It was a one-score game, so I think I think Charleston Southern is, is going to make this. They're, what are they? The Buccaneers, I think. Yeah, I think so they're going to make this game a close one. But I am I am going to take Monmouth for for their first win of the season. Uh, I'm going Monmouth as well. They they've always been a power, and uh, I love Coach Archer. And I'm trying to get the ball more, so <laughs> I think if I'm good, the receivers coach, he's going to say a good word. So I'm going to go with Monmouth, but uh, I think they've always been a power, and they'll continue that. Get the first win, and uh, hey, yeah, uh, not to not to not to change subjects, but uh, you talk about getting the ball more. Dalton Meyer mm. this last weekend made his first collegiate catch. That that's awesome. Let's get a let's get a little bit of oh, applause. Broke tackle, you. got the first down for the Bearcats and I'm pretty sure we scored on that drive. Yeah, uh, you know, Isaac had a big catch, Isaac Schly, tied in number 1 our boy and uh, he called me out and they they threw me in there and I I heard the play and I was like, "Oh no, this might come to me." <laughs> I caught the ball and you know, I'm a blocking tight end, that's how it is, that's how it's always been. So I caught the ball and I broke the tackle. And I didn't know what to do. He and thought he was blocking. He just had the ball. I did. I, I caught the ball. I was like, "All right, you know, I got tackled four yard gain. Look at me shine." And I broke the tackle and I forgot how to run for two seconds. <laughs> I had a nice little twelve yard gain. Have you know I averaged twelve yards? Twelve yards per catch. Per catch. Wow. What, was that like second on the team probably yeah, behind, behind Jaquez? What a stat line. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, we're keep rolling. Humphreys has been a special teams killer on all special teams. They not take you on anything. Uh, your boy Seth Morgan, our kicker. Hey, and I of think, course that goes. Dude, that is your credit as well. Well, you know, no. Obviously, credit to myself. You know, I've got my holder of the year campaign. I believe that I am one of the best holders in the country. But true freshman walk on kicker. Walk-on radio endorsement right there. Oh. True freshman walk-on kicker. He's going to be on scholarship eventually, I guarantee it, because this kid is special. Uh, he's 6-for-6 six six on field goals this year, which actually ranks second in the country. Hopefully, we can keep that up. Uh, really, honestly, Dalton, special teams as a whole this year for Sam Houston, we, we've kind of stepped it up a notch. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at some of the rankings, and we're really looking good. I think kickoff coverage is doing well. We did return a punt last week. Week one, we had a special teams turnover. Week two, credit to myself we had a special teams Ooh. turnover hopefully we can keep that ball rolling i know that special teams is important to you and i uh but it's definitely been a pleasure this year. yeah it definitely comes down to coach mcgraw he does a oh, great coach job with special teams. Has, has he definitely really, takes you know a lot of times special team coordinators they just kind of get it over get it done he takes it seriously he loves special teams he takes it real seriously and, and it's, he, it's, lets, it's, <laughs> he lets us have it and i think the cool thing too that he does he gives players a chance he gives yep. players opportunities we have a you know shout out my boy jarvis jarvis brooks he's a walk-on tight end uh, that was going to be on scout team the whole year. Coach McGraw saw some potential in him, throws him in on kickoff, and now he's traveling with us and getting playing time at kickoff. So it's a cool chance to have players get an opportunity, but also special teams is very important, and he well, knows that. Well, I would say – sorry to interrupt you, but but special teams is for a walk-on, you know, to, to former walk-ons like ourselves – is it, time, is it time to make an announcement, though? I mean, I, 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 I'll, I'll let you tell him. I'll let you tell him. Well, you know, he said former walk-on because, uh, you know, great news for me. I did get put on scholarship uh, this semester, and uh, hopefully for more semesters to come. 
Uh, it's really cool opportunity. Humph already's been on scholarship for a couple of years. Good for him. And uh, you know, I don't. I, I called him the day of, and I said, "Man, we can't be walk on radio anymore." <laughs> I, was, I was confused. I was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> Neither I thought there was like a copyright issue or something. <laughs> it was really cool. Uh, something that you know, we as walk ons definitely that's the main goal is to get the scholarship and to get on the field. And we're both doing that, and uh, we both we both have a big significant role in the team. It's really cool. Uh, but yeah, special teams really important. And like you were saying, it's a great opportunity for walk ons and younger guys yeah. to get out there and play. And then, that's what I was going to say. When I when I was a walk on and I was I was it was after my redshirt season, I was becoming a redshirt freshman. I wanted to get on the bus. And and to do that, I had to I had to bust my tail to be on a special team, you know. And now that's kind of that's kind of my life right now. I'm pretty much playing every special teams, you know, there is. I, I play and, and as much as we're scoring right now, there's a lot of special oh, teams yeah. going on. So I'm I'm exhausted after after every game, but yeah, I mean, special teams is I know it's very near and dear to uh, me and Dalton's heart. And uh, we, we take a lot of pride in that. Yeah, similar to you, uh, I was on scout team uh, my second year. They said, here, we want to put you on punt, give you a chance. I got put on punt. I became the, the starting guy on punt and started traveling. And from there on, we've been rolling. Uh, but, Humph, great episode. A lot of cool games. Some games that might decide some conferences here and there. I'm glad cool we get to watch stuff. this weekend. We oh, get yeah. to, that, that, that's the only thing about a bye that, that's really nice is we kind of just get to sit back and, and enjoy football. Yeah, and they're all on ESPN+, Plus, so we can throw them all on. Humph, any last words before we end this episode? Man, I enjoyed that episode. A lot of good NFL talk, a lot of good Bearcat talk, a lot of good SCS talk. You know, like I said, the playoffs are getting near. Um, it's, it's seven weeks until the National Championship, Dalton. That's weird to say. Uh, we've got games next weekend, which is Easter weekend. That's crazy. Man. Uh, but I'm excited, man. Football, football this year never stops. So we've been rolling. We're very excited. We're going to see y'all next week, and we will talk to y'all later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.